Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona, and it has turned fall early. It seems like spring hit late, and now fall is early. Now, what is that all about? Uh, That's uniquely the mountains. It tends to cycle. This actually reminds me of the 1980s, early 90s. This is how the weather used to be. And now it's here again. So uh, usually for the mountains of Arizona, this this is uh, really that central highlands area. That'd be Payson, uh, over the Verde, uh, Sedona, Prescott, Prescott Valley. Usually October or Halloween is our first frost date. Well, I haven't had a frost yet. But it's been definitely close, so we're on track to maybe being early this year. We'll see. Now, it could warm right back up, and you just never know. Uh, But watch that. Now, some of your plants, they don't like to be below 60 degrees or 50 degrees. Tomatoes. My vinca, uh, summer blooming vinca, is curled up, and it's just going, I'm so Cold. What's going on out here? And they'll wait for the first frost and just collapse. They'll just turn into brown, black mush like overnight. But right now, they just look cold. These are these kind of plants. I mean, don't wait for them to die. Just just replace them. Put some pansies in, some violas, uh, kale, snapdragons are beautiful right now. They're gorgeous. You can have color that takes you right through the end of the year, through the holidays. Uh, but the, some of these things like geraniums and petunias and zinnias and vinca, they're they're gone. They're goners. Just it's a matter of hours at this point. Every night's like a possibility. So we've been we've been replacing our gardens, a lot of our container gardens, especially replacing those out. A lot of the tomatoes have come out. They just aren't producing anyway. They're done. There are a couple small tomatoes left. There's no way they have enough time. So yeah, you're out of here. Boom. You're, and I put the beets. I put uh, lettuce, spinach, cauliflower. You can grow a huge head of cauliflower this time of year. Huge head of broccoli this time of year because what happens in the spring, you plant it maybe a little bit late, and then it gets warm. It gets above 80 degrees, and these things start to bolt or they start to go into flower because you're really the, the winter blooming, winter harvested type of vegetables you're actually you're harvesting the, either the foliage, the stems, or the actual flower head. So broccoli, it's just a huge flower head. So you don't you want it to stay tight, to stay cool, so the flavor gets locked in there and it doesn't start to flower. Once those plants start to flower, it loses the flavor, goes sour, gets bitter, and it just loses its flavor. Kale, it's the same way. The best flavored kale are now through through winter for most of us. Now, you folks that are tuning in from way high elevations, I mean like Flag, you know, Williams, Pine Top Lakeside, you know who you are. Uh, you're cold. You might have even seen some snow dusting the tops of the uh, the, the, hills, the hillsides. There, it, okay, you're good through the end of the year. And then January, it's just cold up there. Here at the lower elevations, I'd say 6,000 and below, I mean, from Kingman, Spring Valley, all the way up to you know Highland Pines, uh, the, the Prescott, Groom Creek areas, we're probably good through, through winter, most winters. 
Now, last winter, remember that? Those of you that, that wintered with us, remember we had like, I don't know how many feet of snow. It was ridiculous. Uh, it kind of shut some of my plants down last year, but I had planted them this time, this time of year last year. And then when the snow finally did melt, it, they popped up and they started blooming and harvesting again. And so this is a transition season. So don't don't feel don't get discouraged going oh the the leaves are falling making a mess on my rock lawn well just enjoy the feng shui of the whole thing and watch the leaves go press a leaf in between a book between some wax paper you'll enjoy fall better seems like some of the folks from the more tropical deserty climates they have a hard time adjusting to fall can be messy wind can blow leaves in the front door it just gets it's a it's a it's a beautiful time it's colorful but it is a time of transition just know that and 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 be okay with it this is the time you do want to bring some plants indoors if you were thinking about wintering over that palm or that fern or whatever it is that tropical plant it's been outdoors all season since last may and now you're thinking oh i think i might want to bring that in Now's the time you want to make that transition within the next couple of weeks before Halloween, really. Uh, so it's important. You're, you're coming down to the end. Just a real quick, this is kind of what I do when I'm bringing plants indoors. I've got a magnificent fern. I'm either going to bring indoors in the downstairs den area, TV room, or I'm going to bring it into the greenhouse. I'm, I'm not quite sure which one. It's so big. I'm, I'm going to try it indoors because it's just beautiful. But it's like four feet around. It's it's ridiculous. It's so happy. Here's what I do before I bring it in, though. It's kind of threefold. One, pull it out and, and just get it where you can really flush the soil with water. I mean, I take the hose to it till that water is flowing out and really flowing. And then I'll do it again. I want to flush mainly the pill bugs, earwigs, worms, there's stuff living in that plant. I don't want to bring that indoors. Spiders, spider, what? I mean, I hose down the foliage. I don't want any eggs on there. I want to flush it out. When I do all that, I'll let it just drain for a couple of days. Then I'll spray the entire foliage area with triple action. It's a, it's a neem, it's an organic spray that you put on the foliage. It's very inert. It's very safe. I mean, don't put it in the dog dish. I mean, use some common sense, but basically it's as safe as you can go and still kill off the eggs that are laying in on those those leaves, the foliage, the stems. So I'll, I'll douse that entire plant down with triple action, trying to get rid of bugs that might be living in there. Or And I don't want to have eggs. I bring that into the warm climate. Now the heaters are on and those eggs, they, they just instantly erupt with new insects. That's not good. And so I try to, I just try to clean things up. It's also time to trim things back if you're going to bring it in. So just kind of trim it back to its edges so it's gotten overgrown. Any dead uh, um, yellowed leaves, pick those off. It's time to clean it up. Just take a moment, 15 minutes worth of primping, prepping, and all of a sudden it just looks like a brand new plant. Then I bring it indoors. So do all that while it's outdoors. Be messy outdoors and then bring it indoors before the first frost. If you happen to have a frost coming, you're at a, you're at a location where frost is here. Uh, I've, I've gone down to 36 this week at my house. So they were saying it'd be 32, but no, nah, I, I didn't see that. Um, I'm sure some parts of the county did see that. Some Many parts of the state have already seen frost, but I didn't in my gardens. So you look at it for your gardens. 
Um, if you do get that and you're, you, you get caught where you don't have time to flush it, spray it, clean it up, uh, cover it. Just take a sheet or something over. Just throw it over it. That's enough. These are really fla- flash frost. They don't last very long. So you got time. Uh, or bring it up against the house. I'm going to store several of my plants. I've got that classic uh, overhang over the front door, uh, you know, bedroom on one side, garage on the other, and you kind of walk in. You can see the living room and dining rooms. It's, it's that setup. I take some of my zone eight, the, the sensitive. They're, they're hardy plants, but they're just a zone above where we really go. If we, they'll go through a mild winter, but not a real harsh winter. For those things... I keep them outdoors. They, I expect them to live. They're too big and they're too bulky. They're too happy out there. But I'll bring them up underneath that overhang and I store them up there. So I've got a barrel cactus, uh, a Mediterranean, uh, several types of cacti that are very borderline, but they're many years old. This is just what I do. I keep them watered through winter and then I bring them up underneath the cover, keep the frost off, and the house throws off enough warmth that it insulates them. And they go right through like champs. I don't cover them. I don't bring them in the garage. I mean, that's fine. I mean, if they die, okay. But um, you're not taking up my parking space in the garage. You, I expect you to live outdoors. And they've been doing that for years. This year, I do have a fan palm. It's a zone eight. Okay, it's it's magnificent. It's probably five feet tall, four feet around. It is it's a beautiful oxblood red container. I'm going to try to do that with it. I mean, if I, I don't, it's so big, I don't know if it'll fit underneath the, by the front door. Uh, but I'm going to try it, see if it works. Way too big to be in the house. But that, those are some quick ideas for you to transition some plants, to freshen up containers, that plants that are dying, that bring those things in that uh, might get damaged by frost. Be right back. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Some things are just better together. July is the best time to fertilize with all-purpose plant food from Waters. But pair the all-purpose with humic acid and it's a one-two punch of garden power. Humic acid gives your soil organic matter that helps plants' roots receive water and nutrients. So it makes fertilizer work even better. Like salt and pepper coffee and donuts and hey you and me ah thanks ken all-purpose plant food and humic acid better together and only at waters garden center hi ken with the plants of the week and our fire alarm red mums with a name like fire alarm you'd expect large red blooms that take a fire hose to put the glowing petals out just provide a little garden soil for a flaming red that will last and last but wait there's more this fire alarm mum comes back again for even bigger show next year and just $3.99. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love red mums, they love to shop. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we've got Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Welcome to the studio, my love. <laughs> Thank you. So we had a fun time on, when was that? Thursday night mm-hmm. at Yavapai College. Yeah. Went to go watch Clint Black with a thousand of our closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> Does that hold but all a thousand? Country. I guess it would. I think it's 1,200. Yep. I don't know. It was I've, sold out. Sold out show. So. Sold out. Waiting room. People were still waiting to get in, hoping someone wouldn't you know, show up, tickets yeah. or whatever. 
so it was a he's a good performer. Thirty years on the road, and uh, his 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 uh, lighting backdrop interaction with with the show was amazing. I've been to a lot of shows. There weren't well, fireworks. That'd make it better. He's been doing it 30 years. Well, yeah, you think true. he'd know how to do it by now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But it was good. I've kind of gotten into country music. You're not a huge fan. Uh, I like pop country. Yeah. I could tolerate that. I'm a so, jazz guy. I've got class. <laughs> I can insult my wife and, and half the listening audience, all with one comment. <laughs> well, I was never really... I was never really that into country music, but our all of our kids, well, except That's for old. one, love country music. So yeah. whenever they were in the car, I'd have you know you got to listen to it because, and I really learned to like it. I enjoy it. That's usually what I listen to now. So I did go, you know, Nashville a few weeks oh, yeah. ago. I did go to a few shows, you and that did. is hardcore country influence mm-hmm. with a pop flair with gospel blues behind mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's just this fusion of different kinds of music and it's all good because yeah. it's all live and it's all it's young artists, older artists, the older artists help the younger artists. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying to get through this thing called music careers together. And it's just fun to hear the history and stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, so mm-hmm. I'm getting more. I mean, Ken Burns uh, oh, does a documentary, documentary on, on country, yeah. Nashville, how it got started. And if you watch that, it's a really good, it's mm-hmm. a good watch. Helps it's, you to understand it's available the history on, of it. Yeah. Amazon, Netflix, all those places. It's a good, it's it's entertaining. It's informative. It's a documentary. I like documentaries. Mm-hmm. They put me to sleep like that. Usually, <laughs> not always, but that's Ken's, Ken Burns. These are usually is a, good. They really yeah. are. It helps you appreciate mm-hmm. um, America yeah. and where this music came from, from the old world, from from Africa, from from all walks, from mm-hmm. the whole planet came in, and then it, we created this thing called American country or jazz or blues, and it's mm-hmm. uniquely us. And now it's gone global, back out. So anyway, I, 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 I digress. Thank you for the history lesson. This is about gardening. <laughs> now we'll talk about gardening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go. I'd take you on another date anytime, though. Well, we're going to go see Cher. Well, talk about true, opposite ends of the spectrum. I know. <laughs> well, we're kind of... We enjoy live oh, yeah. music, That'll shows, whatever. That one's yeah. in Phoenix, though, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, garden questions. Enough about us. So Carmen would like to know, she's getting ready to bring in some cold-sensitive plants, yeah. like coleus and some begonias that she's had outside. Wants to bring them in. She wants to know, what should she use to get rid of those insects that like to hang out yeah. before she brings them in? Well, there's. I kind of covered that just a segment ago, but, but one thing I missed... Uh, right now, we're starting to see gnats show up. Mm-hmm. So that you, if you bring a plant, there's a little worm living in the soil. You try to flush it out the best best you can. It's a maggot in the soil. You bring it indoors, and they start to they they uh, become adults. They instantly start laying more eggs. Mm-hmm. They spread to other plants. So before you bring it in, probably especially if you got if you know you have bugs. There's a granular you can put on this thing. It's called systemic granules. It's not a very original name, but it's just <laughs> granules systemics. Sprinkle it on there. Water it in. It's got a kind of an odor to it. You want to do this outdoors. That systemic will go through the soil and kill off earwigs. Uh, uh, it'll kill pill bugs, worms, mm-hmm. things that come up. 
and it's really good at fungus gnats. Mm-hmm. Then I would spray the whole thing because spiders like hanging out. They lay their eggs on the foliage, so spray the top with triple action. Mm-hmm. So if you get the foliage and you, you treat the soil, you're not going to have problems, especially if you know you see things crawling around in your plant. This is really important, or you'll be, you won't want to go to bed at night because <laughs> eerie things crawl around and... Want to lay eggs in your pillow where they come out and get in your ears. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how earwigs got their name. It is, yeah. Yeah. Earwigs. So it could happen when you when they had wigs. They'd be up in the closet. You put the wig on, white wig, think colonial, and then uh, they would be spooked. These earwigs, and they'd come out of the wig and into your ears, and thus the name earwig. I don't know their actual Latin name, (laughs) but I don't want to wear a wig after all that. I'll just go bald and be happy with it. Well, it's not a bad idea. But yeah, you, So you're saying you like bald men. Well. You don't have a choice, you know. I still got some. It's still going. but You do. As long as you don't look from the top. I know. Well, look- thank goodness I'm tall. <laughs> Pays to be over well over six foot. <laughs> Anywho, we digress. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. And I so, feel... Worse about myself. No, well, you're no. A, you're a good-looking man, even. <laughs> Thank you, dear. With less hair. Okay, Lori would like to know: Do you think she should just pull her summer summer veggies, even though they still have some green tomatoes, no. some immature zucchinis? Yeah. Is there really time left, or should she just pull them? If they're almost a size, um, leave them. So you, they can ripen up. If they're really tiny, if the vines, I mean, other than cherry tomatoes, those can ripen up. Uh, they ripen so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but what you can do for your bigger, let's say, brandy wines, uh, big boys, better boys, beefsteaks, the really big ones, if they've got some girth to them, you're going, whoa, this is pretty close. I think we're close to being ripe. Uh, pull them. Wrap them in newspaper. Ripen them up in, indoors or pull the whole vine up. Mm-hmm. Keep, the, keep the tomatoes on and hang it upside down over that garage rail that's the automatic garage door opener in a shed someplace we can keep them from freezing and they'll ripen up on the vine mm-hmm. so they're worth they're worth keeping or saving because okay. the flavor will still be there mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a a vine that's just stopped flowering it's stopped really growing rip it out of the ground it's taking up space and irritating you get rid of that thing put it in the compost pile it doesn't deserve to be there mocking you <laughs> so just get it up out of there so you okay. know yeah. zucchinis they can go a little bit longer but you know even a small zucchini is is tender they're almost better mm-hmm. so those if you think it's going to frost you can pick them and just use them that's like that but there's still a few days left. Zucchini grows squash, grows so fast mm-hmm. that uh, probably you could let it grow, add another ounce or two, and it'll ripen okay. up even more. So be a little more patient. Don't Patience, worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Watch the, watch the, it's frost Weather. is right there yeah. around that edge. Everyone's getting right. nervous. If you're really nervous, throw a sheet over it. It'll yeah. be fine. It won't freeze. True. It'll be fine. True. Okay. Another quick question. So Nick was in the store the other day, and we were unloading a, a large truck of yeah. evergreens. Yeah. And on that truck, there were hoop-sized spruce and fat alberts. And he would like to know, what's the difference between decide. those two? Okay, yeah. That's actually pretty common. So, so, blue, so you've got Colorado spruce. That's the most common. That's the famous one. It gets very tall. Uh, but it's generally on the greener side of things, and it grows. I mean, it grows to the moon. I mean, it's fifty, sixty feet. It's a big boy. They make a clone of that that's very blue, a very selective grafted 
a, a special select variety onto Colorado spruce uh, root, and now you've got Fat Albert spruce. It looks like a spruce, but it only gets up to teens, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 feet tall instead of 80 feet tall. But it still has that perfect layering. So for smaller yards, that's the way to go. And it has extremely blue color, so like silver, like crazy blue. Mm-hmm. And nice and tight, full, just perfect shape. The side, going back to this very specific question, Hoopsai and Baccarai, those are two varieties, again, of, of Colorado spruce. On a special graft, we've actually created this new type of plant that are crazy blue, so silvery, silvery. I mean, you put Christmas lights on those, and it just glows. I mean, just that kind of color. Um, and, and they're more layered. The Baccarai has, has a chubby type of needle, so it's got a it's got just a different texture to it. The Baccarai, okay. Hoopsai. Hoopsai, sorry, I'm getting them old. There's so many varieties of spruce. Um that one actually gets, it's like a Fat Albert spruce, same color, but it gets taller. Mm. So it's like a Colorado spruce, only really silver. So it's like a select silver. And then Colorado spruce, you'll see Colorado blue spruce, Colorado green spruce, and Colorado everything in between. They're just big trees that have some size, but that's a real quick rundown. I won't even touch pine trees, oh, yeah. but uh, that's even more. So that's one walk through, and they'll kind of call to you and go, plant me, plant me, plant me. Kind of like little puppy dogs. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more with Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardener. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Oh, no! My pine trees look terrible. Never fear. Plant Protector is here. Plant Protector? From Waters Garden Center? My super strength protector destroys pine scale, bark beetle, and aphids. Just water into the soil, and your trees are protected from the inside out for the year. Thank you, Plant Protector. You can always find Plant Protector at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Hi, Ken, with the Plants of the Week and our Ivory Feathers Pampas Grass. The most majestic of all grasses, this dwarf pampas grass blends perfectly into landscapes. In bloom at waters now with long stalks of ivory plumes held tall above flowing green foliage that only grows head high. Much easier to maintain, this crop is the nicest you'll find and only $39.99. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love ivory grasses, they love to shop. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. I do want to cover some plants that are really looking good right now. You're seeing some real tall grass, probably head high, a little higher got a great big plume that is pampas grass grows at all elevations here at in in the mountains of arizona you're seeing a a sumac lots of red uh, shrubs that are up about anywhere from knee high to head high maybe a little higher so staghorn sumac tiger eye sumac low grows fragrant sumac sumac is a native that just grows wild throughout the mountains of arizona at all elevations very tough plant you kind of buy it get it established for a year and then just let it go by itself. Very little care. 
but it's most famous for its hardiness and its fall color from oranges and reds. You're seeing some really pretty sumacs right now. It's a good time to plant those things right now, too, because you plant them when they're glorious. You're seeing a vine that's growing up fences, uh, a ground cover for erosion control. That is Virginia creeper. Again, it, it's another native. You'll just see it out there in the wild. Uh, the maples, especially at the higher elevations, are in full color, full red, uh, full gold. It's a maple maple leaf. It's either gold or red. It's either red maple or, or a blaze maple or a silver maple. There's several varieties. Lots of maples do really well here. So it's a good time to be planting those things now. If you're planting, though, right now, if you're planting in the fall, just realize you need to keep those things hydrated through winter. So you got to water a deep soak those new plantings at least twice a month. So take a hose out, take a two-gallon watering can, just water it in. Take a nice day in January and water it. And that will it'll keep it, uh, the, the leaf buds forming, the roots starting to grow, and it will make sure that next spring they just erupt, with uh, ignite with new growth. That's the only caveat if you're planting in a dry climate that's warm day, cool night. You, it's not like the Midwest. It's not where it gets cold and stays cold and everything locks in place. No. Uh, many times, most of us don't even have a frost line. Or if we do, the ground doesn't freeze for very long. And so you need those plants. Keep growing. Keep keep using moisture through winter. So that's, that's the one thing. Water it two times a month. Just pick a nice day and away you go. Deep soak it. Uh, animals. You'll also find as this transition, as the fall color shows up, the deer, the rabbits start to eat more things that they normally haven't been eating. So they've had their, their, their favorite plants, their, their, the grasses out there, uh, their favorite shrubs. And now all of a sudden those things have defoliated and they're going, well, no, I think I'm going to go for this now. They start, they start changing their diet. They'll start rubbing the, the bark off of your apple trees, your aspens. You really want to watch this. So, so be careful. Also, snakes, they are migrating right now. So they'll look for that open garage. They want to get someplace warm. They're just really cold in the morning. So kind of camp out in your garage, wait there. And then when it's warmer, they'll go back out and migrate. If they're old or they're young, they just don't have the stamina or the smarts to get, to, to get out of the garage. They'll kind of camp out there and they're going, I think this is good enough. I'll winter over right here. I'm just tired. And so they won't. So you want to keep, keep those snakes moving. They're, they're moving back to where they all kind of go into a, a den and they hang out together underground. And so they're moving. So, so be gentle with them. They're usually good guys. They keep the rats down. They keep the mice and the voles down. They keep, the, they keep things in bay, gophers at bay. So don't kill them. They're your friends, just and they're moving on. So you'll see more snakes now than, than any other time of year. Spring and, spring and fall is when you see them. Something to watch with uh, animals. The, the javelina, deer and rabbits specifically. There's certain kinds of plants you'll notice they don't eat. Uh, and later on the show, I'll give you a list. So you might want to get pen and paper ready. But, but here, here's the, the, the characteristics of a plant that these animals don't like. Their native territory has blue plants. Blue is, is a secretion that the oaks and the junipers throw off. And they make the plant taste bad. And so they're cued into, oh, anything blue. So if you put a new Fitzer juniper out there or yeah, a, a blue sage, 
they, they don't like that because the color, they're used to the color going, no, no, I don't like that. I know it's bad. I'm not going to even try it. I keep moving on. So those plants that, that the mammals don't eat generally have blue color. Another one is plants will actually alter their scent or their flavor. So you notice herbs like rosemary, lavender, thyme, oregano. Plants, I mean, animals don't eat those plants. They just ignore them because they have this heavy scent. Sumacs, the reason we grow so many great sumacs here is because they have this heavy scent. They just don't like the taste. And they just know, oh, I've experienced that. That gives me a sore stomach. Every time I try to eat that, I'm passing it up. So those are some characteristics. Also, you'll notice anything with two-toned leaves, so like sycamores. Uh, even aspens have almost a two, they get this white bark. They're used, it's a secretion, it's a, it's a texture they put on that foliage. So the top of the leaf is green. The bottom of the leaf has usually white color or silver color. And so that does two things for them. One, when an animal eats that, that fuzz, that texture gets caught in their throat. They kind of go, oh, that's terrible. Where's the water? Uh, and also it makes it more water efficient. And so these plants, they get a twofold benefit. So look for those characteristics in plants when you're planting. If you're right on that run with javelina and deer, look for that, those plants. And then later, we'll have Lisa come in, then we'll go over the actual list. Here are the plants that you can plant that they just don't bother. Be right back. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Hi, Ken. The plants of the week in our plumtastic muley grass. Glittering clouds of vivid purple plumes emerge in late summer and persist through the end of the year. It's a natural and showing off all its glory right now at the garden center. A superb hillside plant, especially when situated so that the plumtastic flowers are backlit by the Arizona sunset, all for just $36. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love plumtastic grass, they love to shop. Plants are a lot like puppies. They need care, water, and food. You wouldn't forget to feed your puppies, so don't forget to feed your plants. Water 744 All-Purpose Plant Food is a gourmet meal for your plants. The only food for Arizona plants with the nutrients they need for big blooms, a hefty harvest, and tremendous trees, all naturally. It's time to feed your plants with 744 All-Purpose Plant Food from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we've got Lisa Waters Lane coming back in the studio. We give this segment just to her. Whatever's on top top of her mind, garden-wise or any otherwise, it's her her show at this point, and I just generally just keep really quiet, timid as a mouse. And, and nobody believes you. <laughs> and yeah. I, you know, you should just stay through the bottom of the hour. Just go right through with me. Do the, uh, do the bottom segment, too. Right? Uh, like, <laughs> you should do the whole show with me. It's more fun to be in a small studio with a pretty gal and two microphones talking so, about yeah. gardening. Basically, I would just be I would just be companion to you because you would still do all the talking. So I would just kind of be here to smile at you and make sure you're. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Really happy with that. In fact, that's kind of how you caught my my eye originally. 
Because I was quiet and just smiled. No, because you got out of a 1972 Mach 1 Ford uh, uh, Mustang. This pretty blonde comes out, and I go, whoa. It wasn't my car. It wasn't your car. Just just so people know, it wasn't my car. I had a Chevy Malibu. I had a 76 Chevy Malibu. You were were dating some Emory Riddle kid. Guy, man, I'm some kid. (laughs) Go to Prescott High School. I'm going to, no, you have my college. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going, wow. And I just started, I wasn't stalking, but I was watching intently going, when can I ask her out? When can I ask uh, her out? Yeah. And then basically, I didn't have a car, so uh, you you lived down the same road I did. So I just said, uh, hey, would you give me a ride? Mm-hmm. That's a good end. Guys, if you want to get it. There's more to this story, but we will not <laughs> bore people with today. But if you ever want to know yeah, there we the go. whole story, who is it? Paul Harvey used to say the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> someday. Oh, we've been married 32 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So what, is, what about um, gardening? Okay. <laughs> Just to shift gears. Well, while you were off gallivanting around the world this week, That's okay. we had a large truckload of evergreens come in. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful evergreens come in. So I thought, hey, we should talk about those. That's good. Perfect. People have been, they see that truck and they see all the new trees and they're, it's almost like they're drawn to it like magnets. They're not even from, it's perfect. This is perfect timing and a good time to explain the differences and help folks figure out which one's best sure. for their yard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd start with the spruce first. And then we got some pines too, but we'll start with the spruce, the different varieties and um, how they would work best into your yard. So the one that we got that's probably the most popular is the Colorado spruce trees. And within that, we got the Fat Albert spruce, which has that more blue kind of a, so why do they call it Fat Albert? It is fatter, right? I don't, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't even use the word fat anymore. It used to be good, but now it's bad. I don't know. Huskier? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's a, it's the same width as a Colorado spruce, only it doesn't get as tall. So in that respect, I guess it is a little chubbier. It just looks chubbier because it's not as tall. Right. But same point, same layered, looks like a Christmas tree, silver Mm -hmm. blue, Okay, very pretty tree. I mean, someday I have to figure out why they called it fat. God, the growers are coming in here. I bet the guy that developed it lives <laughs> here in Prescott. I mean, all these, so we could yeah. ask them. Okay, I'll figure that out sometime. Then we got the hoopsie spruce, which is that um, stays it gets that same really pretty blue color, but it has a taller. It gets taller. Doesn't yeah. have that huskier right. look to it. How's that? It's still got that great layering. <laughs> I mean, just perfect, you mm-hmm. know, central leader, these big swooping branches. It's just a beautiful tree. Uh, so it is. It's a the good... color on it is fabulous. Yeah. I, I always kind of think it's pretty when it gets some real maturity to it. Yeah. Sometimes the younger ones, you kind of look at them and you're like, is that a Dr. Seuss tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they haven't because, filled in yet. Yeah. They filled it kind of like that teenager that... Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of gangly. Still, yeah, it hasn't quite filled out their body yet. Mm-hmm. It's that. But when they get a little bit of maturity to them, absolutely gorgeous. And then we got the regular, regular old Colorado spruce, which can go from color anywhere from green to to blue and i always tell people what color you see it is right now that's the color it's going to be so if you like the green get the more green one if you like it more blue 
find one that has more of a blue tint to it because they're really not going to change, are they? Can I? Can I? I'll just inject just one thought. If they, if you've got a Colorado spruce you planted, let's say ten years ago, mm-hmm. and it was blue, mm-hmm. and now it's green. Yeah. That's that's a mineral deficiency. So right. you haven't fertilized enough. So if you simply were to fertilize that with an all-purpose plant food, that's 744 mm-hmm. all-purpose, and then add to it aluminum sulfate. If the plant picks up aluminum, it becomes more and more blue, more mm-hmm. silver. It just It's a secretion that covers the needle mm-hmm. that makes it silver. So you can actually rub that off the needles of off, off all these varieties. But add aluminum sulfate, that specific mineral, mm-hmm. and the plants will, will almost glow in the dark. It's amazing how what the change will be. It won't change it this year, but it'll change the new growth for next spring. For next so you're, year. You're, you're feeding now for next spring's Is that a one-time-a-year? One year additive once 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 in the fall but those for that's for blue trees but there are regular green spruce that are not gonna change you can't turn a green spruce silver it's just genetically right green so aluminum will help it Mm -hmm. but it ain't gonna change a color it's not gonna go from green to silver not gonna do that this just helps the silver variety or the blue varieties Mm -hmm. become more intense sometimes they'll go off color they'll turn green yellow yeah and so that means it's always a nutrient thing you didn't fertilize enough Mm -hmm. and it's run out of food and it's it's just weak from the water diet you've been giving it for the Mm -hmm. drip system okay so that's our spruce trees that we got in then we got in a variety of pines and and one of my favorites to look at as in hug it's a huggable pine hug i want to be a pine tree right now (laughs) is the vanderwolf pine oh yeah it is such a pretty soft uh, it's soft you can just sit there and hug that tree and it doesn't bite you back whereas some of them will bite you back this has that variegated needle to it so it's almost like a, a a white or blue underneath and it has the green on top so it gives you a really unique coloring out in the landscape Two-tone, yeah very drought hardy if you kill that one it's going to be from you overwatered yeah. it so be careful with that one it adapts really well to our local landscapes mm-hmm. as long as you don't care for it too much but it's really the color i defy even the most burly man to walk by that without touching it yeah. you just you have to you just go, oh, I just want to I just want to feel that. It's just beautiful. It is. And now it's not what would you say the growth rate on that is? Just uh, painfully slow. Yeah. That's one by the bigger model cuz it'll be right. forever to get from the small one to the big one. Mm-hmm. Maybe 8 inches a year you'd get out of it. Right. It's not a fast grower and it's not a wide tree. No. It grows tall and not that wide. So mm-hmm. It's good for small yards, street trees, uh, uh, driveways mm-hmm. yeah so the that's what i just love the color on that but my next favorite is the oregon green pine and i love that one because it is so green yeah. it's like this bright bright green screaming at you in front of the yard it's another one that uh what do they top out like eight 12 feet no i think they're a little taller than that but are they austrian pine goes up to about 30 35 that one's mm-hmm. a click lower maybe 20 i don't know okay. something like that but definitely smaller it's yeah. it's shorter needled yeah. uh much more uh dense so yeah. austrians you can kind of see through them sometimes this these are very compact yeah austrian pine i think of it as a ponderosa pine when I'm designing them into landscapes, mm-hmm. uh, if you want a ponderosa, I'll go, you don't want a ponderosa. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. <laughs> you want an Austrian pine because it holds its foliage right to the ground, mm-hmm. but it's still got that long needle. Whereas ponderosas, eventually, they just lose all their need. All you have is a trunk sitting there in the driveway, <laughs> no foliage, and the foliage is you know 30 feet above you. 
You mm-hmm. really want Austrians are much better than the Oregon green has even a richer color, a long needle still, but it has more dense. It's mm-hmm. like it's just a denser tree, which makes it beautiful. The green is striking though. It is. It's just a very dark, lush green out there. Very, very pretty. Then we also got some large Spartans in if you're looking for a large Spartan, but Got to come check them out. Spartan junipers, junipers yeah. adapt. That's what we use ourselves mm-hmm. to screen our neighbors. So we have some privacy. Did you hear that, neighbors? Oh, they're not no, that. Just kidding. They're hardly just ever home. We love our neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners, we will be right back. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's Waters with two T's, GardenCenter.com. Hi, Ken, with the plants of the week and our ivory feathers pampas grass. The most majestic of all grasses, this dwarf pampas grass blends perfectly into landscapes. In bloom at Waters now with long stalks of ivory plumes held tall above flowing green foliage that only grows head high. Much easier to maintain, this crop is the nicest you'll find and only $39.99. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love ivory grasses, they love to shop. Hi, Lisa here with the Plants of the Week and our little Janie Gara. Little Janie is a charmer with flowers that float above this 15-inch plant. The fluorescent pink flowers will wow the hummingbirds with Janie's charm as well. Hummingbirds throughout the neighborhood will visit your plants. They're just so popular and only $14. She thrives in hot, dry gardens and only found at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love their native plants to be beautiful and hassle-free, they love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. As promised, I'll give you a list of plants. I've got two lists here at Waters Garden Center. So you, your, your gardens, if you're in Kingman or, or, or Flagstaff or Pacing, we Pacing, go over to Plant Fair. Pine Top Lakeside, go to Christopher's. They've got lists there for you that the animals don't, don't eat. I'm not going to touch elk. I know you folks in Flagstaff, the White Mountains get that, but I don't get it, so I don't deal with it. That's just a cow with long legs and can jump any fence. But most of us have deer. All of us have deer. All of us have javelina, and all of us have rabbits, whether it's a jackrabbit or a little bunny rabbit. They all have a ferocious appetite. And so here are some of the plants you want to look at that can be planted now that the animals aren't going to bother. Now, now I put this disclaimer. here. I'm going to read this off the bottom of my deer and rabbit list. I've got a javelina list and a deer and rabbit list. It says, while these plants have been shown to be less desirable to deer and rabbits as food, they're not guaranteed to be foolproof. If animals get hungry enough, they are liable to try anything at least once. And so there are certain things they just love. Like we're putting kale in right now. Javelina think that's the best thing Ever. They will go out of their way, way to eat ornamental kale or spinach or lettuce. Uh, so and I plant a lot of ornamental kale, but I keep it up where they can't get to it. It's either behind a fence or it's up on the decks where they just can't get to it. The backyard that's fenced in where the, where the, animal, where the dogs are, animals don't like dogs. And so that just scares them off. Plus, there's a fence. Uh, some techniques, though. Um, if you want to try to keep them out, fencing's the only true way 
to keep animals out. Now, you'll hear some folks say, hang some scented soaps around to keep them off your apple trees, your peaches. It does work for a while, and then they start to get used to it, or I think the scent vaporizes off and it becomes less effective. Human hair. You folks that have uh, barbershops, hair salons, uh, human hair has this natural predator type of scent. And they go, oh, my gosh. I go, oh, there's, there's got to be people. They get real jumpy. Oh, no, there's people around. I might get shot. I'm not sure. Uh, so, But I think, again, hair, it starts to vaporize off. And so it starts to lose its scent. Blood meal is actually quite effective. Blood meal, uh, it's a natural fertilizer. They make it usually out of chicken blood. And so they dry it up and they pelletize it and they, you spread it around as a fertilizer. Um, what that does in the mind of a, of a mammal is they go, whoa, something just died here. There must be a cougar. There must be a mountain lion, a bobcat, coyotes. Something's going on. And so they go, I don't want to go where this smells like blood. I'm going over to your neighbor's house. And you're training them to go eat their, their landscape, not yours. So that's pretty effective. But again, as it rains and snows, that blood scent starts to lose its effectiveness and it goes into the ground and helps your plants, but something to watch. Um, And then there's actual repellents. We actually have some sophisticated herbal type of repellents. Again, you spray the foliage. There's some that go on the ground. Again, those are highly effective. They seem to last for about six months or so. Then you have to reapply. Again, all these repellents, you have to reapply to keep up with it. It's better just to plant a plant that they just don't eat. And so right now you, you can plant snapdragons. Snapdragons are in bloom and, and they're beautiful. And animals, I, I don't know why they don't like it. I, I think it's because the sap actually tastes bad. Generally moms, moms, chrysanthemums, they don't care for. Some deer will get mischievous and they'll kind of eat the flowers off, but generally they, they'll leave them alone, Gen- generally. Daffodils, cone flower, you can plant that now, or, or uh, what's the other one? Echinacea, that's the other name that goes by. Dianthus is beautiful. It's this evergreen blue foliage. It has these pink flowers. We've got several colors here at the Garden Center now. Great plant for the mountains, especially if you've got lots of heavy activity with, with animals. Lamb's ear, that's a great perennial. A lot of you know what that is. Lily of the Valley, more of a shade plant. Then anything with an herbal herbal name, so uh, catmint, uh, dill, lavender, mint, oregano, parsley, rosemary, sage. Animals don't bother. They just don't like mint. They don't like that herbal scent. Uh, so you'd think they would. I mean, humans do. You'd think they would, but they don't. Some of your shrubs, uh, you're looking at Nandina or um, folks from Southern Cal, Heavenly Bamboo is the other name that goes by. So they don't like that. It's a beautiful, lacy, green foliage shrub that gets up. There's a hip-high variety and a head-high and a ground cover, actually. And they don't bother any one of them. Like, nice evergreen, gets a white flower. It's, it's Every yard should have at least one, whether you have animals or not. It's a great plant for here. Of course, we're naturally surrounded by juniper forest. So you know junipers are good to go. Most varieties, they just aren't going to bother any kind of juniper, either upright juniper. They make junipers that are very narrow and very tall, very tall and chubby, like Spartan junipers. And they make some that are short, more shrub-like. So like Tam junipers and Fitzer junipers, kind of old-fashioned hedge kind of plants. Then they make them creeping. So carpet junipers, all of them. Animals do not bother. Javelina, rabbit, deer, pack rats, they don't bother it. 
because they're native. They're just used to, oh, it smells like a juniper, looks like a juniper. I don't like juniper. I'm leaving that alone. And they're good evergreens. They just adapt well. Um, One that grows wild at all elevations here in the mountains is Mahonia or Oregon grape. Now, the low-growing one, the creeping Mahonia is the native one. Uh, We've got that. It's an evergreen holly-looking leaf. That's the name Oregon grape holly. It's not truly a holly. It'll go in sun or shade. It's got this beautiful blueberry, yellow flowers in spring. It's got a lot going on for it, but mainly what it has going on for it, animals don't eat it, and it's super drought-hardy. Like You can abuse that, kind of get it established, and then just never care for it again. It's that kind of plant. It's that kind of, uh, of, of native kind of plant. It does really well. Uh, of course, those folks from the East Coast. Boxwood is the number one seller by far in the country. Not necessarily in the mountains, but it does adapt very well in the mountains. But boxwood, it comes in several different varieties. Nice evergreen. Like, it's kind of bland. It uh, just It's green. It's little leaves. It's just green. It's a whole lot of green, which, you know, this time of year, green's kind of nice. And so it's a good choice for the mountains of Arizona. Uh, you, I've got several yews in my yard, and, and generally it's it's a shade-loving plant. So if you've got a north side underneath the canopy of a, of a, a patio, a deck, it's a tremendous plant for your evergreen, but it's actually poisonous to most deer and rabbits. Javelina, they just seem to leave it alone. I don't know if it's poisonous to them, but they don't eat it. So it's this beautiful evergreen. It's actually a conifer. It has a real chubby needle to it. Red berries, great plant for the mountains of Arizona. And I could go on and on and on. Uh, They don't eat ginkgo trees, locust trees. They don't eat palm trees, spruce, uh, uh, pines. We're in pine forests. They don't bother pine trees. So all those have been, you know, garden centers have loaded up the, the nurseries to get through winter, to get through the holidays with all kinds of living evergreen trees. They can be planted now and don't have to worry about animals eating those things. So come in and ask for the list. I've got two because they're a little bit different. Generally, it's the same list, but they do vary a little bit. But the javelina, the the choices for javelina is actually a smaller list. (laughs) Imagine that, wild pigs or pickerel, whatever you want to call it. It's it's got a pig nose. It's got, it looks like a pig. It acts like a pig. It roots everything up like a pig. Um, It's a pig. It's rooting up your yards and eating stuff. Uh, Sometimes with that particular animal, get a 100-pound boar in there, and he's just ripping up the soil. He's not after your plants. He actually lifts that and throws it off to the side. What he's looking for are grubs and worms and insects living in the soil. They're looking for that. At least deer and, and rabbits don't do that. So they don't tear up the soil. They might pull on things. If it's a new kale, new something they like to eat, they'll they'll eat it and then pull on it. It's not quite rooted yet. And so they were just after the flower, but the whole plant came out. But they're not rooting up the gardens. The main thing is, if you've got heavy, say, mule deer pressure, sometimes they'll start pulling the the bark off of that plant. If that happens, they can actually kill the tree. So be careful of that. Porcupines, you've got quite a few porcupines. They do the same thing. They get up there and pull the bark off. You see that. Come in and talk to us. There's a We've got a paint that'll seal that up and then, or wrap it. And then if you put bird netting several times around the trunk and lightly staple gun it to the trunk, that, that has worked magic for, for my gardens over the years. It's really got me out of a bind, even with elk. It's really worked. They do not like that plastic, that bird netting, you know, 
plastic squares, lightly wrapped, you can't really see it from a distance, but they'll stop messing with the bark of the tree with that little trick. Be right back as we wrap this show up. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott at 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. If life is a bowl of cherries, why not make them the biggest, sweetest cherries ever? Waters Garden Center is super excited to introduce our new organic fruit and vegetable plant food. This fertilizer has the bonus of added calcium that gives fruit trees and veggies an extra boost to produce healthy, abundant crops. Feed your plants now to help them thrive and grow more fruits than ever in just $27 for a 20-pound bag. Save natural, organic, fruit and vegetable plant food only at Waters Garden Center. Oh no, my pine trees look terrible. Never fear, Plant Protector is here. Plant Protector? From Waters Garden Center? My Super Strength Protector destroys pine scale, bark beetle, and aphids. Just water into the soil and your trees are protected from the inside out for the year. Thank you, Plant Protector. You can always find Plant Protector at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. If you just need something fun, an afternoon, girlfriends are out for lunch, you want to go mosey through some gardens, it's, it's kind of a fun time to run through garden centers and take a look at the new fall and winter crops. They're unique to this time of year. You don't see a whole bunch of big spruce trees and pine trees in, in the spring of the year. Yes, we have some, but we're really front-loading with lilacs and forsythia and the spring bloomers, not so much the winter evergreens. And so you can really get, it's kind of, it smells good. It smells like a forest. All the, the mums are in bloom. Uh, we've got scarecrows. We've got a two-story scarecrow in the middle of the garden center that's just funky. It's just it's just fun. Uh, so, so if you just need something to kind of roam around for 30 minutes, please consider this a personal invite. Come, come join us. Say hi. We're open seven days a week. We're always here. It's retail. So I mean, you, it's just having, having fun with, with the fall colored plants. We look at it as a time of decoration in the gardens and in the landscape. It's a fun time to use leaves in different ways. Uh, to, to figure out composting and gather those things up, to how to trim and, and, and re, repurpose uh, some of your willows. It's just fun to decorate this time of year. And then we go right from here to Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And it's just, then you're halfway through the winter and you kind of hibernate for January and the spring takes off again. And at least here in the Prescott area, we're starting to see crocus and daffodils starting to come up by Valentine's. And so you're back into the spring vibe right right then, right right at that point. We do have some good garden classes. Um, every week, we host something. And so uh, every Saturday at 9.30, we will host a garden class. This Saturday, we had the best autumn colors. So what are those best shrubs and trees you can put in the ground? And plant that just has every year has great fall color. So some so many folks are wowed by that. Well, there's here they are. Uh, next week, October 19th, we've got the top 10 trees and how to plant them. So if you're in the mountains of Arizona, you're just not familiar with our tree mix, 
There are some that are better than others. So we got the top 10. And then I'm teaching the last one on, on October 26th is the fall to-do list. There are certain things you need to do really by in the next four to five weeks before Thanksgiving. Uh, it's, it's fertilizing, trimming, and trying to watch for bugs. And uh, what, what, what are those top things? What's, what's a list to really make sure plants hibernate well and then come back next spring strong? We go over watering, over uh, how to take care of the well house, to make sure it doesn't freeze. Just, uh, one tip I can tell you right now from that class, buy your mulch, buy your manures, buy your bag goods now and throw them on top of your drip irrigation box. That's one tip right now. I'll just kind of tease you. That's I'll share that more depth, uh, October 26th, 930. That's a Saturday. That's one thing to do that uh, will make sure you don't have any issues with your irrigation next spring. That's not going to break. You're not going to have it freeze no matter how cold it gets. It's one trick I've done over the years, and you don't hear this anyplace. It's unique to the mountains of Arizona. It really plays out. And so throughout the week, Lisa and I camp out here at Waters Garden Center. We do like helping friends. We're often here. Uh, take advantage of consulting. We have people that will come to on-site and talk to you. It walk the gardens with you if you're just not sure what it is or how to take care of it. We have plantings. If you have a big tree, you just don't know what to do, we'll come out. We'll plant it for you. There's all these different services. Don't If you're new to the area, you just don't even know where to begin, visit. It's a personal invite. Come talk to us and figure it out, and we'll get you the resources. I'm sure every local personal garden center does that in your town as well. Until then, enjoy this beautiful autumn weather. Hi, Ken, with the Plants of the Week and our Fire Alarm Red Mums. With a name like Fire Alarm, you'd expect large red blooms that take a fire hose to put the glowing petals out. Just provide a little garden soil for a flaming red that will last and last. But wait, there's more. This Fire Alarm Mum comes back again for even bigger show next year and just three ninety nine. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love red mums, they love to shop. Hi, Lisa with the finds of the week and our Forester Feather Grass. Dramatic bronze flower spikes start blooming in early summer and don't stop until well into next year. The flowers are so light and airy, it's often referred to as feather grass. Growing to just hip high, this dainty grass shows off enough to make a designer statement without being invasive. All for under $30. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love really pretty grass, they love to shop. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.